This is Mario Andretti, and you are listening to Below the Yellow Line. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast, presented by Wicked Minis. Wicked Minis are great on soups, salads, or even just as a handheld snack. Wicked Minis are available on Amazon, Walmart.com, and as always at Moonlight Mixes. Moonlight, not Moonline, sorry. Moonlightmixes.com. There you go. You got it. And I have oh, a uh, bag. Got You're a welcome. bag right here. Uh, well, y'all can't really see that. Let me take away my little green screen for a second. Then y'all, yeah, there Which we go. Which kind are you eating uh, tonight? I actually have not eaten a bag. I'm abstaining from eating a bag because this is the last bag that I have left because either I've eaten the rest of them or I keep giving them to my friends. Um, Your friends are like friends either, filled for the hookup, aren't they? Dog, they're they are into it. Like even <laughs> like the just the Wicked Mix. Like uh, I brought the took the holiday edition today and they're like, hey, wow. let, me get, let me get some of the, and I'm like, I have to have the bag for promos. <laughs> Like, you know, I, I want to give y'all free snacks, but at some point, like, I got to keep like, guys, some of the bags for promos. Yeah, get your own, moonlightmixes.com. I mean, it's, you know, it's not like you're trying to buy a $1,300 wheel of cheese here. I mean, you're buying, so, you know, you're buying snacks, love, very high-quality gourmet snacks at a very reasonable price. Just I would saying. love Look at Minis, and I would also love a $1,300 wheel of cheese. Have well, you seen that pasta they make in the Wheel of Cheese? Yeah, like like real Alfredo that they make. I like watching the videos where it's like pro chef versus home cook, and they switch the ingredients that they would normally use. And so the pro chef is left with like $25 worth of stuff you could just get at Walmart. And then the home cook is has like a $1,300 Wheel of Cheese and all these fancy ingredients. And they're like, <laughs> we have no clue what to do. I have to make a... Um, hash brown casserole this week for a little friend get together and i'm kind of are you having friendsgiving i yeah it's gonna be a good time I so made hash brown casserole for my friendsgiving you know i've told people just like in advance as a warning like hey don't touch it it, you know, it might make you sick hopefully not i will have guidance your mother but, will not let you take something that will make people sick no. also hash brown casserole has nothing in it that's going to make someone sick unless you just don't refrigerate the ingredients See, like, that's what I'm afraid I'm not going to get to <laughs> That's Everything what I'm afraid of. Everything can be eaten separately. It'll be, it'll be fine. Happy uh, early Thanksgiving to everybody, by the way. This is probably going to come out either the week of Thanksgiving or like the Saturday, Sunday before. So happy early Thanksgiving. You know, count your blessings. Things to be I'm making things for. If anyone's wondering what's happening here. Yeah. She's making things. I apologize in advance. Sorry. Noise alert. Sorry, audio listeners. Sorry, Spotify and you know all the other audio listeners. You know, it's I all right. greatly apologize. You understand. You're bringing cookies into the world, and that's never a bad thing. So, Listen, anyway. I do cookie and NASCAR podcasts at the same time. There's not a exactly. law. Exactly. Well, you know, tonight is our uh, is our grading show, so we'll see how well you can multitask. I'm going to do things a bit oh, differently grading wise 
Um, Because I realized when I just go down the points list, like it's kind of predictable that for the most part, the grades are going to go lower. Um, So I'm going to do it um, by numerical order, car number, numerical order. Um, Hopefully that doesn't throw you off too bad, but um, I don't know. Well, we'll we'll just roll with it. Um, Last time I prepared my grades. You did. I did not this time. So if it's rogue. It's probably just me judging them as a person and nothing to do with it. <laughs> Try judging them. Ju- judging them. I mean, listen, our listeners know that. They hey, know this is the peak of journalism right here. It's this a is thing. why we get paid the big butt. So, anyway, but yeah, um, what was I talking about? Oh, thanks, Jim. Real quick, before we get into the grades, um, you know, it's that I means it's time to be thankful, time to eat good food. Watch football, watch basketball, watch you know, all that good stuff. Kind of be with family and friends. Um, so yeah, a lot of things to be thankful for. Thankful for our fan base. Thankful for family, friends. Thankful for uh, Wicked Mix and Wicked Mini sponsoring us. I mean, that's you know, a yeah, huge deal. You know, we're making some. We're making some uh, cheddar. We're making some jalapeno cheddar. Heck yeah! <laughs> I had I've had that joke in my back pocket for a few shows now. I just haven't used it yet. Very funny. I graduated from uh, from DJU, Dad Joke University. So, you know. All right, we've been going on for about five minutes now. Let's actually start grading. And like hey, I said, I'm going to do this. For us, is like not bad for an intro. I, yeah, usually we're like 20 minutes in. We're like, oh, crap, we actually got NASCAR to talk about. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, we're, we're a little delirious. It's like the week before Thanksgiving break, and we just, you know, it's – it's been a really really is catching up on life and cookies today it's like that meme uh from the office where michael scott says i'm going through a rough patch and joe bennett says what do you mean he says the whole year actually i mean yeah it really hasn't been it's just like oh it's been a long time um long time coming yeah it's uh the whole time (laughs) thank you i made a great uh, reference okay no i made a great joke the other day right so i'm sitting i'm sitting with a friend of mine and um, his he has a friend, and she's like a huge Taylor oh, Swift fan. Right? Like knows every single album, every single like she knows every single anything. And he tried to, you know, he he tried to score some Taylor Swift points, and uh-huh. uh, and like I think quote a lyric or something. And I was so proud of myself when I made this joke. He quoted the wrong thing, and I said, "Man, you got some blank space up in your brain." <laughs> I was. I was I was proud of myself. Thanks, baby. I'll write your name. So, oh, okay. Anyway, Do you know what that's in hash brown casserole text thread? I'm sure that's no, all not really. right now. Yeah, definitely. I'll spare you the deets. Thank you. You know, off, well, off. Anyway, uh, gonna start grading <laughs> now. And uh, by the way, yesterday, check it out if you haven't already, and be on the lookout on their social pages. Uh, I had a great interview with Stephen Wilson from Save the Speedway, which was a group that was instrumental in uh, getting to know. Uh, I can't talk North Wilkesboro Speedway back um, in in NASCAR condition. Had a great chat with him yesterday. So be on the lookout on their. Uh, I think Twitter and Facebook is is what they're uh, most prominent on. So be on the lookout for uh, for our episode there. Gonna go ahead and start handing out the grades, Emily. I'm a very strict. I'm just gonna wipe the icing off of my shirt as we get started. Oh, that's important. You know. Anyway. I just uh, leave you an icing bowl. My bad. Gonna go. Gonna go ahead and start with the grades here. Okay. Um. 
I, I kind of grade on a curve, like relative to how my expectations were for, for these guys. Uh, I'm going to start with Ross Chastain and I'm going to give Ross a, uh, a B uh, mainly because after his season last year, this year was kind of disappointing. Ended the season with the win. That was great, but only you know, around a 12 um, playoff run. Kind of disappointing. Um, won at Nashville to get his first one of the year and was largely absent for most of the season. It seemed he just didn't have uh, that speed. Obviously had a, you know, just a, a face palm moment at Darlington when he just wrecked himself and Kyle Larson in the exact same corner. And, um, Kendrick, what happened? Uh, so yeah, I'll give Ross a B. What are you giving uh, the melon man, Emily? What are you giving Listen, the watermelon? If you're not first, you're last. B minus. <laughs> no, Emily's going to be like the the extremely harsh teacher that just gives everybody but Blaney an F. Except one. First, no, except Denny. Because no. <laughs> he should have won. Oh yeah, it's rigged. Your text, your text chain after Martin Jill is so funny. This, oh, goodness. It's um, rigged. So Austin Cindric, um, he made it to the round of 12 last year. He won the Daytona 500. I said, okay. You know, I didn't really have high expectations, but, um, you know, he did fine last year. Let's see how he can build on that. And this year was a colossal flop. I mean, dude was flopping around like a fish on a deck. Um, you know, dude, he get he gets, uh, I don't know, D minus. I'm not going to give him an F because he had a few decent runs, ended up with five top tens, but, he led 33 laps. I mean, Corey LaJoy, Chase Briscoe <laughs> led more laps than that this year. Um, who else? Uh, Daniel Suarez, Alex Bowman, AJ Allmendinger, Eric Amarola, Ryan Priest. When you let Eric Amarola and no offense to these guys, by the way, when you let Eric Amarola and Ryan Priest lead more laps than you when you're in better equipment, that's kind of embarrassing, buddy. I'm just saying. So, Cindric needs to get it together. Um, his dad may be the president at Team Penske, but Neptism can only keep you around so long. He is very talented, don't get me wrong, but you know when you don't perform on any of the ovals, no bueno. So, Emily, what is your grade for uh, Frost and Cindric, driver of the number two? I would say a D is pretty fair. Okay. I, I would agree. I mean, there's guys that finish worse than him. So, I mean, not great, but... Yeah. Like... He certainly didn't have a great time, so <laughs> he probably didn't have a great time. Uh, moving on to Austin Dillon, he had his own reality show last year. It was called Life in the Fast Lane. Probably, <laughs> to be honest, should have been called Life a Lap Down because that's what it felt like he was most of last year <laughs> and this year. <laughs> Daytona was the only, I'm out for blood tonight. Daytona was the only race last year where he had any semblance of sentient life, and there were there weren't any races this year where he had a semblance of sentient life. Uh, seven top tens, 10 DNFs. He led 19 laps, won no stages, and just had a horrendous season in which his teammate Kyle Busch, you know, was a little disappointing, only made it to the round of 12, but, you know, Kyle Busch won three races and, you know, looked really solid. And Austin Dillon, who's now in his 10th year in the Cup Series, this was his 10th full-time season, did... Nothing. I mean, he did absolutely nothing. His most memorable moment this year was the helmet throw at Pocono, which very badly missed uh, Tyler Reddick's car. What are you giving Austin Dillon, Emily? What are you giving the driver at number three? I, I got to go F. Oh, wait. I, did, I didn't grade him, did I? I'll give no. him a D minus. Seven top tens is an okay amount. But 
he should be better. Um, yeah, going on to the. Go ahead. Like 10 points for me in the worst of the worst compared to people like that didn't even drive all the races, right? Like, bad. Yeah. No, that's not good. I'm sorry. That's an F. That's not good. Um, now, going on to the sentimental favorite now, Kevin Harvick, who ends up 13th in the final standings, six top fives, 14 top tens, and uh, nearly won both Phoenix races, especially it was very close in the spring. Uh, and some cautions had fallen the right way. Maybe could have gotten there easily the best of the Stuart Haas cards, which wasn't a huge accomplishment this year. Um, you know, round 16 exit, didn't expect a championship from him in his final year, but would have been nice to see him go a little bit better on top. Uh, I'll give Harvick a, a B. Um, if he had managed to win a race, it would have been a B plus. It was a fine season, just kind of doing what he did the last three years. Um, didn't win, but you know, only two wins the last three seasons after his incredible 2020 run. He just, you know, didn't have that winning speed anymore. It's like him, you know, not making the title four in, in 2020 really affected him. Um, you know, mentally or, or whatnot. Um so I'll, I'll give him a, a B. I did see, Emily, he bought the mansion that was used as Ricky Bobby's mansion in Talladega Nights the other day. So he's now the proud owner of, a, I think, a six-bedroom, ten-bathroom house, the same house where, uh, uh, you know, Ricky Ricky Bobby played uh, prayed to six-pound, eight-ounce baby Jesus, and they drank Mountain Dew. And uh, one of the kids told the grandpa he blew all his war medals off a bridge and I think the other kid told the grandpa he would come at him like a spider monkey. So that's something to be proud of. Uh, what grade do you give Kevin Harvick? Listen, I want to go A for effort, but I'd go B plus just because, you know. You're going B plus. Okay. You're yeah. grading a little easier than me tonight, which is kind of surprising. Um, Kyle Larson ends up second in points. Kyle Larson ends up second in points by one point. Technically, championship four, um, three or four wins. I predicted. I think in the preseason he would have maybe four, five, maybe six. I still think he's the most talented driver in the field, and I still think he's going to have the the fastest car like all of next season. He'll be the one to beat nearly every weekend. Uh, I give him an A. I can't give him an A plus because he didn't win the championship. What do you give him, Kyle Larson? I can give him an A plus. You can you can give him an A plus. Okay. The DNFs were kind of worrying, and the fact also that you know he, I can he just, ignore those. He's a little over aggressive when he doesn't need to be. Like Phoenix, I can understand when he got loose. I mean, twenty to go, racing for the championship. But Homestead, when he plowed into the sand barrels, made himself look like a fool. It's kind of like okay, you don't need to be that aggressive. He still had seventy laps to chase down Blaney, and his car at that point was better. And he already won. I mean, it didn't matter regardless whether you won or lost that race. He was going to be in Phoenix. But, I mean, just, you know, he he has to learn sometimes that he doesn't have to be, you know, the guy going 100% every play. Um, you know, he, it's like in football. He doesn't have to be the guy running the tempo offense every single play, every single snap, you know, trying to go 70 yards downfield, you know, when, when the 15-yard out route is there or, or whatever. Um, you know, just... Tone it down a little bit on the aggressive side. Um, what do you give Brad Keselowski, Emily? Uh, didn't get a win, but 16 top 10, 7 top 5s, and a round 12 appearance in the playoffs. A resurgent year for Brad K. 
You know, Kislowski, I earlier in the season, I gave him like a B. And I would say that's probably still pretty fair. Um, I'm going to go B. Go B. All right. I'm going to go with a, I'll go with a B too. If he had won, maybe a B plus. Um, I thought he could have gotten into the round of eight. I thought the cars were fast enough. He and Chris Buescher were a dynamic duo, um, especially in the Daytona 500. He had a really good shot to win that race. I'll go B as well. Uh, Corey LaJoy this year only ends up 25th in points, but he, for an underdog team, uh, they, I wish top 20s were a stat that was counted on NASCAR.com because I think in at least half the races he had to have them had some really soft runs and not just at the super speedways, but I'll give Corey LaJoy a solid B plus, you know, 25th and points might not be a B plus season to some, but for a, a small team and a journeyman driver and Corey, I think it's a good year. What do you think giving Corey LaJoy, Emily? Um, I mean, like you look kind of angry at him. No, I don't want to go D like C minus. See, my dang, you're grading harsh. You just said I was doing good. I. It fluctuates, you know. It's just like in NASCAR, like the next race, like one deal, and okay, we have a new opinion on a guy. Like, <laughs> oh, he won a race or he made a move. Okay, he, every time a guy wins a race, oh, his career is, you know, revived. Every time a guy has like a two, three race streak where he finishes 19th, oh, season's over. No, That's just, right. You know, like in football, every single game changes your outlook on everything. That's the one thing I don't like about NASCAR announcers. Every single time the winner of the race, you know, it doesn't bother me as much when a guy is like on a tear. But when a guy is run like 20th all year, a few decent runs, sprinkle in, and then he gets a win. It's like, oh, he's a championship favorite now. I'm like, no, <laughs> I drink the Kool-Aid sometimes. I'm not, you know, I don't, you know, I don't it just You're not clowning for that. I'm not clowning for that. I'm going to get, go down a rabbit hole. What do you, uh, I have a feeling I know what you're going to give Kyle Bush, but hey, three wins, 17 <laughs> top tens, a round of 12 exit, but a pretty solid year for his first year with Richard Childress Racing. I go F for attitude. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, he's getting better at that, okay? He's getting better. And I realize as a Jenny Hamlin fan, I can't really talk. Um, yeah. If you've listened to his podcast, I mean, the F for attitude would go to him. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, to be nice, B. Okay, okay, B. I'll go with a B plus. I I did pick him to win the championship in the preseason. Yeah, you did. Uh, that prediction yeah. did not. Okay, well, you know, your guy didn't win either, Emily. So you can just be quiet. He did better than yours. Okay, well, hey, to be fair, one of my guys without with a back injury. The other was not even expected to make the playoffs, let alone round 12. So, huh. Denny's never winning a championship. Denny, these feelings are not directed at you. Just, you know, me and the co-host having a feud. Um, yeah, B+. Plus. Three wins. Solid year. The next one's going to be fun because we'll have a bunch of Hendrick fans coming after us in the comments. Okay, I saw that. I saw that. Anyway, Chase Elliott. What do you give Chase Elliott, Emily? 17th in points. Misses the playoffs. Um, I know the injury derailed things, but that suspension leaves a pretty ugly blemish on his uh on his transcript. What do you give him? Like, I love the guy, and I wish it could be better, but like, I feel like a C minus is being generous. Boom, roasted. Are you making red velvet cookies? Is that red dye? Uh, it is red dye. I cannot get the red dye out. If I disappear for a minute, I gotta go get a toothpick. 
Um, no, or like turkeys and leaves and stuff because they're like small things cookies. So I'm, I can still hear you. You just can't see me get a toothpick. Okay. You can still hear me. Okay. What's your, oh, you said C minus, right? Oh, she's gone and it's just a brick wall. You said C minus though, right? Yes. Okay. C minus. Uh, you don't sound great. Well, but, that's because I was like solid 15 feet away. A for effort. Like, uh, yeah. C, C minus um, is your grade. I'm going to go. I'm grading on a curve. Like if. Hmm. It's difficult. I'll go C. I would have gone D if this was for a whole year. Because for Chase Elliott, this is way below average. I mean, the dude's a champion. He's made it to the championship for, um, you know, three years in a row prior to this yeah. year. Yeah. If uh, you had asked me before the season started, I never would have guessed this is the position we'd be in at the end with him. I think I put him in my championship four, or maybe I had him out in the round of eight. But anyway, you know, he had the injury, and yes, like that is a very valid point to make. You know, he had the injury, but he had five or six weeks where he could have made up a ton of ground and he finished like no better than 10th all those weeks. He didn't finish worse than 13th, but he had chances he didn't take advantage. And then, you know, the suspension was just a stupid mistake. I mean, you don't right hook people. So the president have been set with Papa Wallace. It was a deserved suspension. Anybody who disputes that is just in denial. Um, and extremely biased, but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm giving Chase Elliott a D. Um, it's not a good year, and I know he had chance. I, I know he had the injury, but still, um, gonna try to get going a little quicker with some of these. Except the guy after Eric Amarola, we're really gonna have to dive into. Uh, what do you give it? Double A, Emily. A retirement season, 22nd in points, pretty lackluster. Nearly won Martinsville though, but what do you give the Bacon Man on his way out? I'm going to try to be nice because I'd like to give them like oh, that's a minus, but let's go D plus. D plus. Okay. I'll go. I'll go D plus too. I mean, he, he nearly won Martinsville. You know, that's, that's good, I guess. Um, you're not first, you're last. Didn't do, didn't do much else. I remember New Hampshire, he was in the lead and then his wheel just decided to take a vacation and it just flew off the car and he wrecked. But <laughs> You know, who knows? His season might have had a completely different outlook, if not for that. I don't know. Uh, the next guy I really want to, next two, actually, I really want to dive into because they're your favorite driver and the champion, Denny Hamlin. What are you going to give uh, Denny Hamlin? A plus. What would you give him if you weren't biased and you weren't going to give him an A plus? A plus. Okay. That's, see, that's not how this works. Anyway. <laughs> how about an A minus? There you go. See, that's the grade I was going to give him. Um, really? Yeah. He had a chance to win a few more races. And I, look, okay, I got some comments at Denny fans saying, hey, it's not his fault he's been eliminated two years in a row in the round of eight. That's absolutely yeah. true. That's absolutely true. The Hail Melon was the Hail Melon. This year it was a tie rod that broke I at Homestead. Denny fans that are supporting Denny. So you don't support me? Okay, I see how it is. Anyway, I, I saw, you know, I see that argument, absolutely, and I think it's true. Um, but at the same time, he, this is, I'm getting, see, this is where I worry about Denny. He's getting up there in age. He's not getting any younger. I think he's, what, 42, 43? He's probably got two, three good years left in him before he goes down the path of, I'm just stating the facts, before he goes down the path of Jimmy Johnson and becomes the washed-up veteran. I, I'm just saying. 
the trends suggest. I'm just saying, don't get it. I'm just saying, holy, hey. Holy, you talk about Kyle Busch coming after me. Denny's coming after you. Okay, Kyle Busch is only 37 years old. That's the difference. Yeah, but he's got the attitude. Maybe a little bit more spry than Denny right now. Um, <laughs> watch Denny drop a diss track for me on his podcast. You know, calling out below the yellow line on this episode of Actions Detrimental. Well, if you call us, I'll stop talking trash. This might be an action detrimental um, to Denny Hamlin. But, hey, I get the argument, right? Like, I, I understand it, and I don't think they're wrong. It's just he's not getting any younger. And this is two years in a row now that he hasn't even had a chance at the championship. And next year will be year number 19. And, you know, there have ha- – I mean, he's he signed a deal, but there had been some uncertainty regarding his sponsor, FedEx, and his willingness to come back to JGR. So I'm just saying that the – you know that everything points to, you know, him really maybe only having one to two more chances, and maybe he'll go race the twenty-four. Okay, imagine sabotaging your own podcast audio. We probably just lost about. I'm not sure what that was about. That was strange. Oh yeah, that was really weird. There must still be a leftover ghost. There was there was a little fuzziness there. Um, it was the Man, connection. No. My connection. Oh uh, yeah, the connection. I our Wi-Fi is fine, Emily. There's no Wi-Fi signal on the top left. Our Wi-Fi is fine. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, Denny, just a, a good season. But next year has kind of got to be his year. And it was, you know, he said this year's his year. He he's been saying that since 2010, though probably. So I don't know. Um, it's got to yeah. be one of these next two yeah. three years though, because be Father Time, Father Time is ticking like a grandfather clock at Martinsville. I'm just saying. Um, next guy, Ryan Blaney. I, I'm just going to say it in my grading scale, the champion automatically gets an A plus. Um, if I, I mean, if he was the champion, I would give him an A minus for the year because three wins, 18 top tens, isn't the most flashy statistic, only eight top fives, which is the least amount of top fives a champ has had since 2003 with Matt Kenseth in the final year of the Winston cup system, but he won the championship, right? He did well, no, but I mean, he, you know, you know, he nearly wrecked himself trying a for effort, right? But I'm going to give uh, YRB an A plus. What are you giving Ryan Blaney, Emily? A regular one. Really, the champion doesn't get an automatic A plus. That seems kind of no, kind of discriminatory. Oh, okay. Well, you know, to be fair, you're not too unlike NASCAR grading the guys entire season off one race, so. You know, kudos. Maybe you need to participate in the State of the Sport press conference last year. Kind of a joke. Thank you for that recommendation. You're welcome. I'll uh, I'll say I'll shoot an email over to uh, to see felt. Uh, anyway, uh, there is no number thirteen in the NASCAR Cup Series, so we're going to go to the next number, number fourteen. Chase Briscoe gets an F. Uh, the points penalty hurt him, but he still wouldn't have made the playoffs. He ends up thirtieth in points with only eight top tens, only led 184 laps wasn't just didn't exist for the better part of the season what are you giving chase briscoe emily um that's tough like b minus you're giving them a b minus you're going easy on the dude d minus d oh d minus i'm sorry i can't hear the ears are broken 
Oh, Chris Busher is next. This is an important one. The dude that made the round of eight won three races out of the blue. Chris Busher absolutely gets an A. For years, he'd been the guy that just perpetually hangs around 20th in points, not really doing much of anything. Um, and then he has a breakout year. RFK is a hold in, and he could have won more races. I mean, Daytona 500 was there, um, but looked really good in the summer and makes it to the round of eight. He and Alan, hey, I mean, Ken Martin was in on this with me. Me and Ken both predicted him to make the championship four instead of Blaney. And, and you know, obviously that prediction didn't go very well. Um, but I'll give Chris Buescher uh, an A. What do you give Chris Buescher, Emily? First uh, year for him with multiple wins, breakout season. Yeah, I mean, in that same so I'll go A minus. Um, a minus. A minus. Solid A minus. Solid A minus. Like a 93. Yeah, like a 93. That'll work. Uh, who is next? There, oh, there's no number 18 for the first. Oh, the standings are gone now. There's no number 18 for the first time in like forever, which is kind of crazy. We'll go on to MTJ. Uh, we're going to tell uh, future generations about the epic 2023 playoff collapse of Martin Truex because holy cow, it was one. Uh, Martin Truex goes from regular season champ, championship favorite, as proclaimed by both of us in the summer. To only having two top 15s in the last 11 races of the year. Emily, I'll start with you. What are you giving Martin Truex? B. B, okay. I, I'll go B plus simply because of the wins. That was nice. And That's the regular season's title. We're A plus at our last rating. I know, right? Midway through the year, we we're like, okay, championship favorite. That was pretty yeah. soon after Sonoma, after he got his third win. I mean, like, like, road tracks, like, oh. Yeah. We're like, hey, after a guy, you know, he missed the playoffs last year, was winless and wins the clash. And I mean, he was on it this summer. And then the playoffs happened. He was like, oh, wait, what happened? Oh, the playoffs started. I, I don't think they told him the playoffs started. Yeah. I mean, something happened because he and that 19 team, James Small, it was a mess. Um, they had one top 10 in the round of eight. And I think that was their only top 10 all playoffs until Phoenix. Uh, which was a race that, in the grand scheme of things, didn't really matter for him. So, yeah, I'll go B+. Plus. What are you giving C-Bell, Emily? Another very good season. Ends up in the championship four, but unfortunately a flat tire. Uh, or not a flat tire. Some, another issue we had. Uh, ends his day. What are you giving Christopher Bell? Second straight year with the championship four appearance and two wins. Yeah, he can get an A. He can get an A. I'm going to give him an A as well. We're thinking on the same train of thought tonight for some of these top contenders. It's because uh, I'm a professional NASCAR reporter. You are. Hey, we get we get paid for this, you yeah. know. So we're we're not just some fools on the internet with opinions. Definitely not. Seabell, uh, um, a little disappointing. Nothing he could do about it. Obviously, that he got knocked out of the championship race. Um, but two wins, very solid year. Uh, another clutch win at Homestead, Miami, after he nearly got it at Vegas. Another good year. I'll go A as well. What do you give Harrison Burton, who ends up thirty first in points, uh, second to last? of all full-time drivers and basically a Penske car, basically driving the car with the same capabilities equipment wise as the winner of the championship, but 16 apps, only 25 laps led two top tens. What do you give Harrison Burton? Emily? Oh, Burton. And F. I'm going to give him an F too. I'm actually going to give him an F minus. I would give him a normal F, but he's in team Penske equipment. You know, it's, it's horrible. It's only year two. And, and you know, as yeah, an Arkansas fan, I've heard a lot about what to expect from, you know, teams in, in year one, two, three, and our coaches in year four now, and we're absolutely terrible. But um, I can't go on a race for that tangent. We'll be here all night. 
but Harrison Burton in year two, year three might be his final chance. And, you know, his father might be the mayor, but the mayor's son might be about to get evicted from one of the top rides in NASCAR that maybe somebody else can put to better use. Um, moving on to Joey Logano, 2022 champ, who only won one race at Atlanta in the spring and was eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. Not a good follow-up, a championship hangover, but hey, next year's an even-numbered year. We'll see what he can do. What grade are you giving Joey Lowe, Emily? Listen, he had potential, right? Not that he didn't have a great season, but I'm going to give him a B minus. I'm going to go mm, C plus, like barely, barely above average. I mean, yeah. only one win, a first round exit for the defending champ, a two time champ. And for whatever reason, he just doesn't perform well in odd numbered years. Like, literally, <laughs> that's that's the gist of it. <laughs> um, the only. The only time since the chase or the playoffs started in 2014 that he's missed the playoffs was in an even or an odd numbered year in 2017. So the math just works out. His two championships were in you know, even numbered years in 2020. He made the championship four, same as he did in 2016 and 2014. The even numbered years are good for him. We'll see what he does next year. Um, I'll give Logano a C plus though. Next guy, one of my guys, Bubba Wallace, who ends up 10th in points. Five top fives, 10 top tens, 285 laps led, five DNFs, unfortunately. The only blemish on his record was that he didn't get a win for the first time in 2311 in his 2311 tenure. But, you know, if it makes up for it, he did make it to the round of 12, where not many thought he'd make it to the playoffs, you know, much less the second round. What grade do you give BW, Emily? Uh, I'm proud of him. Me too. Amen. A minus. Qualified great this year as well. I'll go. Uh, I'll go B plus two because I think now we got to kind of start raising our expectations. The only reason I'm not going A minus is because he didn't win, had chances. Uh, Talladega in the spring, Texas in the fall, but a, a really good season from a guy who, you know, obviously is, is polarizing, a guy that a lot of people dislike for a variety of reasons. And a guy uh, that doesn't Dallas, like himself sometimes either. But yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, I mean, really you know. down times this season, and I'm proud of him for sticking with it. Yeah, he's made mistakes in the past, obviously, Las Vegas 2022, but you know, he's rebounded from those mistakes, become a better person, better driver. Um, okay, B plus for Bubba Wallace. What about William Byron? Emily ends up third in the points, was the championship favorite for much of the year. Red, I thought he was gonna win, I did too, but he he led the sport in top tens, second yeah. in laps led. I believe he led in stage wins. Yes, he did. Um, 15 top fives, six wins to lead the league as well. What are you giving Willie B? Listen, this is going to sound bad because I didn't give Blaney. <laughs> I was sorry. Oh my God. But Byron overall had a better season. I'm sorry. That's true. Um, like, when you look at like, I the Byron in A-plus. This season, but I'll give him an A. Only reason I'm not giving an A plus is again because he didn't win the championship. But a great year, and and he's my championship pick next year. Because I think Larson will win more races and be faster, like he'll have more speed week in week out. I just think Larson is a little too over aggressive for this system, and I think Byron can calm it down when he needs to, and and you know be a little more cool headed. So 
This was a breakout year, though, for Byron. Before this, most ones he had in year two. Further, he made it in the playoffs, round of 12. And this year, a breakout year uh, without a yeah. doubt. Uh, who is next? We're going to have to go down quite a ways in terms of uh, numerical order. Justin Haley in the 31 ends up 26 in points, six top 10, top five. What are you giving Justin Haley before he moves to Rick Ware Racing next year? I'm going to give him a big fat. Dang, son. I'm going to give him a B minus. I mean, it was disappointing compared to last year. Last year, at least, he had a chance to win a race. Uh, well, I guess he did at Chicago this year, too, but SVG decided to heck with that. You know, I'm going to give these Americans a show. Um, but kind of a lame duck year going to Rick Ware Racing next year. So, Daniel Henrik prepares to take over that 31. So, I don't know. We'll see about Haley. We'll see if that's a good move. I think it's a terrible move, in my opinion. He can pump him up all, they, all he wants. That's Rick Ware is not a good team. Um, anyway, can't go on that tangent either. Um, I'll give him a, a D minus. Michael McDowell, 15th place points finish, a win at the Indy Road Course. Could have won Watkins Glen, if not for a mechanical failure early in the race. Eight top tens, 97 laps led, two stage wins. A great year for Michael McDowell. First round playoff exit, but you know, he nobody really expected him to be there. So, what grade do you give Michael McDowell? Emily, a great season for a driver that's worked so hard to get where he is. Yeah, I agree. He's worked hard. Um, overall, I mean, I'd say like mid, you know, like C plus. Dang, you are grading harsh. I'll give him a B plus. I mean, the dude won a race in some row equipment. Anyway, um, to be fair, I've had way more time to prepare for the show than you have. So just saying. But even with time to prepare, he'd get the same grade from me. Oh dang. Okay. Um, not a good progress report for uh, for Michael McDowell. But um, great season <laughs> plus got the win at Indy and looked pretty competitive in a lot of races <laughs> this year. Um, how about his front row teammate Emily Todd Gillen? Only finished twenty eighth in points, but he was kind of the talk of the town earlier in the year. Had some. Solid runs, four top tens. He didn't lead any laps, which is a little worrying. And I believe he regressed in the point standings from year two as compared to year one. But going into year three, he's their guy. He's signed on with front row for the foreseeable future. What grade do you give Todd Gillen, 28th in points? What's his face? Oh, yeah, Todd, what's his face? I'm, I forgot about that joke. Yeah. Dude, if I can't even say your name because they don't talk about you enough, you're getting oh, like... Oh, you're about to get blasted. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'll go with the D+. plus. I mean, I know he faded towards the end of the year, but dude had a solid first half of the year. Yikes. He's that solid if you end that low. Hey, you know what? I just realized we skipped somebody because I can't count. Um, AJ Allmendinger in the 16 car got a win at the Charlotte Roval. We're not sure on his plans for next year. He could go back down to Xfinity. He could stay in cup. Um, let's. Uh, sorry, I forgot you, AJ. I forgot your number was a thing. because you know, he's pretty hard. average. What do you give AJ Allmendinger? What grade are you giving him? Mm, C minus. Yeah, I'll go B minus. I picked him to make the playoffs. They were pretty disappointing. Road courses just weren't their thing. Even when he went down to Xfinity this year, he only won one race at Coda uh, with one of the best race cars I've ever seen in terms of how well it was set up. But um, Middle or Road America and Xfinity was a disappointment, and just his whole season just kind of felt odd. And then Richmond, when he decided to skip qualifying for a Cup race that. He's pretty vital to his playoff hopes and go run that extended race. Then, like, okay, not sure how serious this team is taking things, but got that win at the Roval and um, 
I mean, that we'll see what he does next year. Um, college is supposed to have a big announcement tomorrow regarding their Xfinity program. We'll see what's going on there. Okay, where were we? We were at Gillen. So the next guy, Ryan Priest, who ends up 23rd in points, his most memorable moment, aside from me giving him an F in our midseason uh, rating video, um, was probably flipping through the Daytona grass and tumbling end over end. Led a lot of laps at Martinsville. He led 149 on the year, 135. He led in that first Martinsville race, and he had a speeding penalty and ruined it. Um, flipped through the air at Daytona. What grade are you giving Ryan Priest, Emily, after his first season at Stuart Haas Racing? I C C minus. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a a D. He just he wasn't good. I mean, Martinsville races gave me a little hope, and and we know he's a short track driver, a modified driver, but man, just really disappointing. Um, you know, I I thought he could make the playoffs. I didn't pick him to, but I, I thought he could. Uh, the next guy, I'm not going to grade Carson Hosevar because he didn't run that many races, but I think we can still grade Noah Gregson based on the 21 starts he made and, you know, his debacle. What grade are you giving Noah Gregson, Emily? I mean, how can you give him anything but an F? Yeah, still blame you there. Um, from the off-track instant to hitting the uh, the same corner like five or six times at Chicago to just also just not perform I mean, not really, not really. Don't hold me to that. What did you say? I said I think I could do better. Ah, uh, well, let's see. Actually, next episode, put Emily in I a, know in less a race. Yeah. True, true. Um, but anyway, yeah, not a uh, not a good year for Gregson on or off the track. We'll see what his plans are next year. It's been rumored that he could go to college or something. I I don't know. I I doubt that happens, but we'll see. Uh, we'll certainly see on Gregson. Yeah, we consensus. We both give him an F. What about Eric Jones, Emily? I promise we're getting closer to the end here. 27th in points, a lackluster season compared to last year, but came on a little stronger at the end of lane duck year with that team co-owned by Jimmy Johnson saying they're going to move to Toyota. Chevy probably gave him no information after they made that announcement. But Eric Jones, what do you give the kid, the uh, the former prodigy announced from Byron, Michigan? Um, a D. That's kind of what I was thinking. I'll give him a C minus only because he did, you know, come on strong at the end of the season and he did look a lot better. Um, but I, I don't know. Just I hope he performs better. He deserves it. Like he's had, you know, his share of ups and downs, getting kicked out of, of JGR so Christopher Bell could come in. But I don't know. We'll see. Jury's still out on Eric Jones, in my opinion. Next guy up is Ty Reddick. Sixth in points, two wins. Got that clutch win. Um, where, where did he win at? It was in the round of 16 Kansas when he made that three wide pass. His first win of the year was Coda and he could have had a few more wins, uh, Richmond, Michigan, but his pit crew decided just to take the, uh, the most important pit stop of the day off there. Um, what are you giving at Tyler Reddick? I'm like six in the points. Great first year with 2311 racing. Yeah. I'm going to give him an A. I'm going to give him an A as well. Really solid year. I wasn't sure. I, I think I picked him to be out in round two, if not round one, just because they had no momentum. They weren't finishing out races. They were leaving. Very valuable points on the table, which you really cannot do in the playoffs, but he got the job done when it mattered the most. Uh, next guy, he uh, he made the playoffs, finished last of our playoff guys, and I still swear, Emily, it feels like yesterday we were doing the post-race show for this guy's Daytona 500 win. 
Ricky Stenhouse Jr., hailing from Olive Branch, Mississippi. A win, nine top tens, a really good year. I mean, they, he performed much better, especially early in the year compared to what that team had. Didn't have a very competitive playoff run, but a solid year, including a Harley J. Earl Daytona 500 trophy. What grade are you giving Ricky Stenhouse? We're going to see for Mr. Average. Oh, dang. Boom roasted. I'm going to give him a B plus because he did. He was much better. He won the Daytona 500, which is always, you know, a momentous occasion. But I'll give. Uh, I'll give. Grading again. Do what? Did you get on to me for hard grading again? Yes, absolutely. But Ricky Stenhouse, I'll give him a B plus. Next guy, one of my guys, Alex Bowman, uh, finished 20th in the points. Had the back injury, missed three races, but went from points leader and then obviously had a. I forget about the crazy amount of penalties we had early in the season with Hendrick, okay. especially. Um, and then just got back in the car and was never the same. Like had chance, like Pocono running third, then he spun him out. Um, you know, we'll discuss that later. But just <laughs> a, a cataclysm of horrific, like a series of misfortunate events, basically, mm-hmm. uh, or a series of unfortunate events, whatever it is. But just a really poor finish to the regular season. Didn't have any juice, any gusto in the playoffs. Um, I'm going to give Bowman a C minus. I know the injury, but still just a terrible performance after he came back, despite a really good first part of the year. What, what grade are you giving Alex Bowman, Emily? Apologies for the, uh, me floating in the air and I just dropped icing everywhere. Um, oh no. A D. Wow. That's I'm disappointing. Sorry. It's okay. He kind of deserved it, to be honest. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll, we won't grade Cody Ware because he gets an F for off track conduct. Who else? Um, I think Ty Dillon and Daniel Suarez. Oh, we forgot Ty Gibbs. Um, okay, Ty, yeah, let's do Ty Gibbs in the number 54. Math is hard. I apologize. Uh, a rookie who missed the playoffs but had a lot of good runs. I'm going to go ahead and give Ty Gibbs a B plus. Just kind of got better as the year went on. What are you giving Ty Gibbs, Emily? Hot shot rookie from JGR. I go like C plus. Solid grade. Had a pretty good year as a rookie. And I think he had like two, three top fives in the playoffs. So he kind of came on stronger towards the end of the season. Okay, yeah. So Ty Dillon, Daniel Suarez are last two. Ty Dillon. 32nd in points. He is out at Spire Motorsports as Carson Osevar comes in looking for a ride out on the streets, looking for a job. Zeros across the board in stats until you get to DNFs. He had six. The only good stat he doesn't have a zero in is laps led. Uh, he led 11 laps this season. So, you know, that's pretty good. I mean, that's 11 more than uh, Jensen Button or Mike Rockenfeller or Brody Kostecki or Jimmy Johnson or Kimmy Raikkonen or Jonathan Davenport, but what grade are you giving Ty Dillon this year? I'm like, really a bad season. Bad equipment, sure, but his teammate did so much better. Yeah, he gets an F. Yeah, I, I was going to say, if you don't give him an F, I'm going to question your... <laughs> My judgment. You know. Yeah, but I'll give him an F as well. Just a bad, bad season. From Ty Dillon, uh, BJ McLeod did not run the full season. Daniel Suarez is our last man. Uh, 19th in points, missed the postseason. Um... 10 top 10s, but after a win last year, he only led 48 laps, won no stages. Just a bad season, especially considering his teammate didn't light the world on fire, but won twice, managed to the round of 12 in the playoffs. What grade are you giving Daniel Suarez, Emily, our final grades of the night? Unfortunately, he gets a C-. minus. 
C minus. Okay, I'll give him a D just compared to last year. Um, he would have killed for a season like this a few years ago in 2020 when he was Gaunt Brothers. But it felt like a steady progression. 2021, decent year. 2022, okay, year two at Trackhouse. We got Chastain. Now we're going to win a race at Sonoma, make the playoffs. What can you do in year three? Oh, lay a goose egg. Whoops. Just, you know, not good. So I'll, I'll go with the, uh, what did I say? What, did, what grade did you say? For Suarez? Yeah, for Suarez. I think I said C minus. Okay, I think I went C. I can't remember, honestly. I said that was the last grade. Emily, I think there's uh, one very important grade we need to give out. We need to grade ourselves. Because, <laughs> uh, we need oh. to grade ourselves, not on our driving abilities. You know, obviously, I'm the best driver I'm out there. <laughs> we know that. Thanks, <laughs> Price. Mine's probably an F, too, to be honest. But. Um, we need to grade ourselves. How would you rate? Uh, I guess I can officially make this the last season one episode of the Below the Hillline podcast. 141 episodes. Good grief. I need to get a life. Um, anyway, we, we need to grade ourselves on this 2023 NASCAR season. Emily, what grade would you, what grade would you give me? What what grade would you give me as the host? Dude, you're a solid A plus. Hey, let's go. <laughs> what, what grade you giving me? I'll give you an A plus too. Ah, thanks. That was two. that was a that was a that was a test. I'll give Wicked Mix and Wicked Minis an A plus too. Well, y'all can't. Okay, <laughs> let me turn off the neck. I'll give Wicked Mix and Wicked Minis an A plus too if we're in the spirit of grading. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because they pay me money. I'm saying that because this stuff is darn good, especially these minis, dude. This stuff is the bomb. The bomb.com. So. Um, get yours at moonlightmixes.com, uh, walmart.com, Amazon as well. You know, a little, little, uh, online retail store called Amazon. Not sure if any of you guys have ever heard of it. Uh, I know Emily never uses it at all. Um, but no, I did not have four boxes sitting on my porch today. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you get the boxes at least, or did you leave them out there for the porch pirates? Well, I got them. Don't you worry. Protect the packages. That's good. But yeah, um, I, I would give all you fans an A plus too that, you know, that we we gain about 420 subscribers, 430 subscribers um, from the start of the season to now on November 15th. Spotify people, you still haven't hit that 20 follower goal by November 5th. So you're 10 days over the due date. So you guys get an F. You guys, you guys still get an A plus, especially if you listen to this whole 50 minute episode. My apologies, Emily, for making you sit through this whole thing. Well, it's okay because um, you guys are having to listen to my icing stuff. You know, that that's a fair trade. It at least gave me some entertainment while I was doing something I had to do anyway. So Exactly, exactly. But anyway, I didn't need to watch um, TikTok for an hour. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, I give the fans an A+. Plus. I give us an A+. Plus. Hey, we, we, Our fans we, are the best. We are. You, you guys are. We, we did a pretty yeah, darn good job. We We're the best. Because, we give Moonlight Mixes, Wicked Minis, uh, an A-plus as well. Head on over to MoonlightMixes.com and get yours today. Uh, Wicked right Mix now. does have, now. Yeah, they have, Do it. They have a winter edition and a holiday edition and a fall edition. It's fall, so what, December 22nd? So um, they have a spooky edition. If you want to go ahead and, and it's still in the Halloween spirit, they got spicy original um, on their, their mix side. And then they also have the chocolate laced, which is really good. And then for the minis, like, it is good on soup and salad and even pasta. I tried that on pasta the other day and it was really good. Can you good. imagine them on like potato soup? Mm, for sure. But like they have chili cheese ones that are, I mean, they're, they're my favorite flavor. Um, but like chili cheese ones on a Frito chili pie or a chili dog or just you know, mm -hmm. chili. 
Delish. Really good. Um, I might have to put them on this hash brown casserole I'm making. Maybe not. That might be a little. That no, might that's not weird at all. Put the hey, put wicked minis on your on your Thanksgiving uh, creations and send a picture to us at below the yellow podcast gmail.com. That'd be fun. I doubt we'll get any, but I mean, if you do put wicked minis on there, you know, support us because if they don't make any money, we don't make any money. Amen. Anyway, amen. All right, we're going to close the show here because it's been a long one. This is going to be torture to edit, but you know what? I'm just going to hop on an episode of the Dale Jr. download. And man, my computer is going to just like blow up whenever I export and my, download this. I'm um, kind of angry as well right now. I wonder why. Oh, does it sound like a jet engine? That's how mine used to be when I did interviews. So thankfully yeah. it's not. Check out Say the Speedways Facebook and Twitter. I uh, had a great interview with them yesterday. If you didn't hear that at the start of the show, thank you guys for listening. Like, subscribe, comment, and share. Uh, Spotify listeners, hit the follow button. You leave us a five star view. And you won't regret all, it. Uh, all audio listeners, head on over to the Spotter Sand YouTube channel or just look up below the line on YouTube. And just YouTube people find us on all major podcast platforms. Um, and yeah, do that. Um, YouTube people, I'll have the truck and Xfinity grading videos out. That'll just be me. I'll have those videos out. Uh, maybe next week. I don't know. Um, and then podcast wise, got an interview or two say that I'm going to use and then trying to get more episodes. I've decided on the theme or on the story for our Christmas special. Not going to tell y'all yet. Um, but okay. yesterday's interview will be in it. Yesterday's interview will have a part. So. Thank you guys for watching, listening, like, subscribe, comment, share. Head on over to MoonlightMixes.com. Follow, rate, review, all that good stuff. Emily, thank you for joining me. This will end season one officially. Season two will start with whatever our next episode is. Um, not sure when, but MoonlightMixes.com. Emily, any final words you want to say to end season one in our 141st episode? That's ridiculous to say. Crazy. We didn't even have this plan the week before Daytona. Wait, it was I, the week I mean, after 500. Like- we got started a week late, but yeah, incredible. But we I mean, I'm just I'm thankful for our fans for sticking around. Yeah. You know, they put up with me and my learning. And- <laughs> hey, you're doing great. You're doing great. I'm still learning too. I mean, don't act like I know everything. I'm learning new things every day. Oh, you know it all, so, dude. You know it. No, not sure I do. You want to talk to a man that knows it all? Go listen to our interview with Ken Martin. That man, the man, really knows it all. Um. The yeah. like if I had to pick a highlight from the year, like it, it was technically uploaded as a podcast bonus episode, it would be him narrating that cup championship hype video. That was really cool for him to do to have a uh, someone I really look up to um do that. So yeah, that's where we're gonna end it, guys. Again, I'm I'm horrible at ending shows because I hate doing it. it. Makes me sad. You don't but, like doing it. You always drag it out. Just I say know. goodbye, and, wave, yeah. wave and smile. Thankful for all you guys. Happy Thanksgiving, Emily. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Wicked Minis and Wicked Mix for sponsoring us. MoonlightMixes.com. We'll see you in Season 2. Goodbye.